It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The Suns didn't show up for the first quarter and a half, but we're here. It's the PHNX Suns post-game show. Game one in the books of the 2023 playoffs, and it was not what any of us expected. I'm your host, Espo. He is Saul Bookman. Saul, I, I don't even know how to start on this one. This did not seem like a playoff game for at least the first half from the Suns team. They turn it on in the third they take a nine-point lead, and then they just can't close. Yeah, no, I I mean, I I said in the pregame that I, I thought it was going to take about a quarter, a quarter and a half for them to kind of find themselves again and try to get into a groove, and that's exactly what happened. They, they went down by as many as 16, and then they came back. Um, and it looked like they were starting to take control of the game up by nine, and then everything just fell apart. Um and really, the Suns' defense fell apart. Uh, and I mean, it, man, that was that was that was a really really tough game because the because the the, <laughs> the fuck man, I'm so mad right now. I'm so <laughs> mad. I'm very much trying to compose myself. I can't even I can't even put a rational thought together because oh. of how furious I am. I was literally people. I was literally screaming at the TV in that fourth quarter because of the lackluster defense um, and really the boxing out. Yeah, it's really the boxing the out from 108 in the fourth quarter to the 17 second mark. The Clippers got shot after shot after shot and nobody, and I mean nobody even thought twice to block out the one guy out there that you really needed to focus on because that's what he does. When he's three for 18 or three for 16, he's going to try to make a difference in a different way. And that's what Russell Westbrook did. And then he capped it off. Then he capped it off against Devin Booker. And oh, man. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that. Let's, let's take a step back. This game started out in kind of a rough way. Suns start one of six, uh, and they miss 15 of their first 22 shots. I know you expected a slow start, but I don't think – Anybody expected this offense to be that slow. It was truly abysmal. And then to start the second quarter, they went six minutes of game time without a field goal. That That's not slow. That's bad. Well, they dug a, themselves a hole. It was a combination of the end of the first and going into the to the second quarter. That was a six-minute stretch. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's it's bad. That's bad. Like, 
and, and again, like I'm not going to freak out about the first quarter. I'm just not because I don't really care about it. They they were able to make it up and they were able to take the lead. And it, it is what it is. The one thing I will say, though, is that uh, we were screaming right there at the end of the first quarter when the ball went up and, or it was a, it was a loose ball and KD didn't get control of it. Ball went into the backcourt. Clippers got control, went down. And then they had like a fresh new shot clock. Yeah. And that that cost them two points. And when you look at how close this game was at the end, that two points is mighty valuable. Yeah, there were a lot of moments like that that I think you could look back at and go, if the Suns did this, if this didn't happen, this game plays out differently. But I'm sorry, you shoot 32% for the first quarter and a half of a game, you're not going to win. It took a Herculean effort from Katie in that second quarter uh, 17 points just to get them within five at halftime. Uh, you know, they play well in the in the third. They go on a 12-0 run to take the lead. Booker misses free throws, uh, you know, that that cause uh, an yeah, opening back for the back. Clippers. Back-to-back Man. free throws. Clippers go on a 7-0 run, and all of a sudden you go from up nine to tied at 81 going into the fourth. Well, then on top of that, like you go into the fourth quarter and three straight possessions – the Clippers get, and, and I listen. Yeah, Tory Craig put a hand up. Cool, Tory Craig. That's not fucking good enough. You got to get in his space. You can't let Kawhi just look at you in the eyes and say, "Guess what, asshole? I'm shooting this." You like that? Because he did it twice in his face. That's why Chris Paul was losing his mind on the sideline because he's looking at Tory like, "What the fuck are you doing? Get up in his space. Force him to the basket so we can double." What are you doing? Just. What do you want to fucking kiss him? Jesus. Well, well, Get a hand up. Book Book saves it to Tory with four minutes left. An unbelievable defensive play. An end one gets him back within it. But then, like you said, they give it right back. Back to back Kawhi threes with two minutes and 30 seconds. And then two minutes. And then Eric Gordon hits another three. And all of a sudden you think. Like it's wide six, open yeah, three. Yeah, nobody in his zip code. And he had like four wide open threes. Oh. We're just lucky that he only made one of yeah. those four. Kate, so they're d- down six at that point. Katie hits a three, and all of a sudden you go, okay, maybe they can do it. But they cut to the bench, right? And like you said, CP3 says, quote, don't leave that fucker open, quote, to Tory Craig. And then the to, second. To, to most guys, Espo, this is covered. Mm-hmm. Against Kawhi, that's not covered. Well, that's not covered. I get you it. You got to get up in there, Espo. All of it here. Please don't get up in there ever again. Thank you. Pause. Uh, yeah. No, I meant it that way. Thank you, Emma. I meant it that way. And and after that, you think, okay, maybe these guys Sorry come fired up. Sorry if I spit up. on you. No, it's fine. You would it's, think. It's yeah, I, I get foaming. the passion. I get the passion. Uh, you'd think after that kind of energy that's being shown on the bench, they'd come out. But no, they give up not one, not two, not three, but four chances down the stretch in that final minute uh, to uh, to the Clippers. And they so the Clippers go up three off of two West, Russell Westbrook free throws. And you go, okay, so now there's 17 seconds left. Suns are down uh, you know, by three. No problem. You got Kevin Durant. You got Devin Booker. You got CP3. Somebody's bound to get a three-pointer off that could tie this game, right? Nope. For some reason, Devin Booker decides to drive the lane against what Russell Westbrook, a guy who he was not having success driving on today, misses the shot, 
or gets blocked, excuse me, and Russell Westbrook saves the ball off him while he's complaining about uh, about it, and that's basically the end of the game there. Yeah. This game, the Suns never felt like they were in control. I, this is the one. This is the one silver lining that maybe you can take away from this. A, you could tell that the fourth quarter chemistry issues are a thing because they haven't really played any close games That's against true. really really strong teams. Like they just haven't. The Mavs were the closest game that they had that was down the stretch, and it was kind of a you know a, a, a fingernail biter. But other than that, they've been blowouts. They've been pretty easy games. They've been pretty. They could coast to the end. So now you get to the to the last couple minutes of this game. KD took one shot in the last what six minutes and fifty seconds. One shot. It was that three that he hit that pulled it to within one. Like I, it, it just. These are things that they will eventually work out. But if you're Devin Booker, the the way he caught the ball, and then he kind of just was just like, like we had a minute 17 left to go in the game. He kind of just, and then it was like he realized, oh shit, I got to do something. And then he took it to the basket. He gets blocked. And here's that Devin Booker thing that a lot of Suns fans have been clamoring for him to stop doing. He immediately looks at the ref, like, where's the foul? Meanwhile, Russell Westbrook knows that the ball's still up in the air, going out of bounds. He goes and he throws it off his leg, and he made and, the vet and, play. And then, and then Booker's like stunned because the ball did go off his leg, and he realized, "Oh, I fucked up. I should have paid attention to what was going on." It's just, oh man, it's well, it just really rough. And you talk about closing out on defense, getting getting a hand in a guy's face. The opposite problem on the, uh, you know, on the boards. You got to get an ass into somebody. When did they stop teaching boxing out? Like, I, I don't understand. I understand they don't teach cursive anymore. I didn't realize they don't teach blocking out. Like, put an ass into a guy. And DeAndre Ayton, down the stretch, did not do that in that final minute. There were a few other times in the game, but in particular, in that final minute, put your backside on a guy and grab the damn ball. Yeah. You can't give up that many second chance points. So we've talked through what's happened, but now I think we need to take a look at what's in the box to really examine it. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? There's some disgusting numbers in this box. Clippers bench points 34 to the Suns 10. Suns shot 6 of 19 from 3, while the Clippers went 10 of 31. Offensive rebounds. Here you go. No boxing out. Uh, is, you know, not great, Bob, as offensive rebounds were 14 to the Clippers and six to the Suns. Not, I just, I don't understand how you manage to pull that off. And then bench points, uh, I'll have to do the math here. We don't have that on the graphic here, yeah, but I'll I'm, look I'm at a little it. Confused 10, 10, 20, 34, 34 bench points for the Clippers to 14 for the Suns. And that was Two bench points in the first half for the Suns on two Bismack Biombo free throws. Six through through three quarters. It was those two free throws and four points from Jock. Uh, they just had nothing from the bench tonight. They were abysmal. They had three made shots and and twelve misses. Three of twelve for the bench. Uh, just awful tonight. Before the series, everybody doubted the Suns bench. And everybody was curious about the Suns' chemistry. Both of those things reared their ugly head tonight. 
and cost the Suns this game like they just did. Like the bench has got to play better. Uh, and it's it's not even just about playing better. It's about playing within yourselves. Tonight, Terrence Ross comes on the floor and he's playing defense. He's doing whatever. Uh, on, on offense, he catches the ball. The first time he catches it, he just completely forces up a shot with no – and you still – I think it was KD and Book were both out there, and I was like, what are you doing, Terrence Ross? Just let the game come to you. And that's the reason why he only got four minutes because Monty was like, I'm not going to trust him. And so he pulled him out. But that's uh, on Monty. One play can't make you sit I'm, a guy I'm, when your bench can't score shit. I'm telling this, you that's the reason why oh, he, he that's the reason why he's not playing is because he doesn't know him as well as he loves, you know, his other guys that he's been around. So that's why he was like, "No, nope, I'm going to go with what I know." So he put in Josh Kogi immediately and pulled out Terrence Ross or he, I forgot who look, came I, in for him. I get that, but the fact that okay, first Monty makes the decision to go with Tory Craig in the starting lineup, which Tory played great tonight. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. But you had a starting lineup that had gone eight and zero together in the regular season, and Tory Craig had helped that bench unit with their scoring and their defense. And then you go away from it, and then so you throw Josh Akogi totally off. He only plays seven minutes, only gets one shot, didn't have any impact. You only play Terrence Ross four minutes. You give him no time. You play Landry Shamit 24 minutes, and he goes two of five. Bro, I like, don't even understand that. You need bench scoring, and you totally abandon Terrence Ross, who was able to do it, Josh Akogi as your starter, uh, and you don't let uh, TJ Warren play a minute. And you play 11 guys still in this game. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I Honestly, this is probably the most baffled I've ever been with Monty Williams tonight. It's like he overthought himself. Again, I've been saying all season, players are are rhythm players. Mm-hmm. Like they and they look like uh Josh Akogi was in a good flow with the starting lineup. Tory was in a good flow coming off the bench. Um, and because you're gonna stagger your big four, then Tory was still gonna get significant looks. Mm-hmm. So you weren't gonna ruin that up. And I understand you want Tory to be the one to match up against Kawhi. Well, that fucking didn't work. Like, so why not just stick with what you know, man? And like, I I just don't understand it. And then Shamit, dude, listen, you know how I've been on Shamit. 24 minutes for Landry Shamit. He plays solid defense. I will give him that. Outside of that, I don't know what he provides. I I get you didn't have campaign tonight. So you're looking for a quote unquote backup point guard. But when you were in that in that case in the regular season, you were playing more Devin as your point, uh, you know, letting KD bring the ball up, different things. I don't understand why you why you abandon that. I mean, it's Mister Freeze. He I, put the freeze on his own starting lineup that had been successful by changing it up for no good reason. Also, in the fourth quarter, Monty, what are we doing? I I know Ish is a fan favorite. But you're talking about somebody that ne- you needed somebody out there to give you some energy and to attack the glass. Mm-hmm. Ish doesn't do either one of those things. Nope. What are we doing? And Josh Akogi had one of the best offensive rebounding uh, seasons by a guard in Phoenix Suns history this year and didn't see the minutes. And he proceeded to it. not block out and Mason gave Mason Plumley an and one on a on a on a rebound that I was just like. 
Why? Well, why? We, You're, we, we're overthinking this. We say we don't understand Monty Williams. Well, why don't we hear from the man himself and see what he had to say post-game about it, all this? Nah, we, it, it was all over the place. I mean, we missed shots um, in the paint that we typically make, but um, it, it didn't look uh, like there was a great flow tonight. And we got to get more organized and run our stuff. I thought when they put smaller guys on DA and bigger guys on Tory, um, we had Tory setting screens in the pocket. And typically we don't do that. We put DA in that screening action. If they switch it, then we throw it to him and then he has to convert or find somebody on the second side. So we got to get more organized. Well, how about this? How about all fucking season long? You haven't really been focused so much on, and I know DA's taking a lot of flack tonight in the chat. Hey, and for a portion of it, deservedly so. I get it. He did not match. I mean, Zubach had 12 and 15. DA had 18 and 8. Uh, but I will say this for DA, okay? Uh, he could have been a lot more aggressive on both ends of the floor. Uh, but he was the only other person the only other person to score in the last four minutes of the game uh, besides Kevin Durant, like because CP three was couldn't make a shot to, he only had seven points tonight. Like Devin Booker. I don't know what happened in the last stretch, but he, he was just out of rhythm. And so we got emotional book. That's what we got, man. I, I, I hear you on DA on the offensive side, but box the hell out. I cannot, I, I cannot condone what he did in those final two minutes on the glass in any way, shape, or form. But that wasn't and, him. That, he's he not, was part it's of, not his responsibility it, to block out Russell Westbrook. It went out of bounds on him twice in that final moment. Yeah, and but he wasn't be, doing he but, wasn't crashing the but board. But let me ask you this. Is he even in that position if Tory Craig or Landry no. Shamit block out Russell Westbrook okay. and don't let him get a hand on the ball? I get I get with Russ there on that one. I want to re react to Monty though. Monty talks about, oh, we weren't organized. Uh, we were out of sync. That's on you. That's the head coach's job to keep his team organized, right? To keep his team uh, in sync. It looked like they hadn't practiced in two weeks. It looked like they didn't know what they were what they were in for in a playoff series. That's on the coach. And then you talk about they they look you know out of out of rhythm. You change the starting lineup. You yeah. changed what had been working. Of course, it's going to throw your guys off. Bye, Cole. Bye, I Cole. Mean, this does this does not feel like, in any way, Monty had his guys prepared tonight, and it's a shame because they had an opportunity. This is the one series they're going to have home court, and now they don't have it anymore. They have to win a game in L.A., otherwise, they don't win this series. Now, <laughs> that's the reality of it. Let's uh, let's take a look at uh, uh, Big Sexy. Hold on, in the chat says D is the only one in the last two minutes trying to grab a rebound over three Clippers. Uh, rebounding in general was crap. I'm just, none of them did well in that. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, super chats that we have. I think we have like <laughs> nine of them. Oh, I've been Jesus. waiting okay. on those. <laughs> let's take a look. Jacob Winkler, four ninety nine super chat says. Why do I give this team so much of my time? They only let me down looking forward to the offseason because I'd be shocked if they don't trade eight. It's only game one, Jacob. It's, it's true. only game one. That's true, but it, it continues to get worse. So no, buckle awesome. up. 
Uh, Gordon199 chat says, uh, <laughs> we're fraud LMAFO. Uh, Trevor Begay199 super chat. I know we won't win every game, but I hate losing. Yeah, same here, Trevor. Joey Martinez uh, with the 999 Super Chat says, I'm not blaming DA for this loss, but how do you get your fingers on all four of those rebounds in a row and not grab it? I'm sorry, but our max center should be getting those boards. He plays like he's six foot. Uh, Not wrong. Not wrong. (laughs) No. Uh, Gordon, uh, back again, forty nine ninety nine super chat this time. Not only just <laughs> we're fraud straight up. He had to repeat himself yeah. to get to fifty no, we bucks. You. We appreciate it. Thank you, Gordon. <laughs> Leo, Suns bench combined for ten points. Clippers bench combined for thirty four. Come on, man. Uh, Frank, who I still think is Frank Kaminsky, one ninety nine super chat says Shaman only made uncontested layups in this game, which is Landry Shaman in a nutshell. And then Trevor back again, 199. Don't want to hear Perk say, I told you so on ESPN. Well, then don't tune in tomorrow because <laughs> you know that's exactly what he's going to say. Yeah, well, as we saw, you can't uh, you can't get too high or too low off of any one or two games or three in a playoff series. Uh, this can go back and forth a lot. Listen, <sighs> listen, folks, we understand you're upset. We're upset. We were fucking pissed off. If we had to watch along, you would see how – Pissed off we were. <laughs> it was not. Uh, good. It was not good. <laughs> but uh, what one thing that will not be tolerated is uh, you going off the rails and start cussing or ripping people uh, through uh, really, really disrespectful manners. Like we can be better than that. Yeah, That's why we bounce Cole's ass because he doesn't know how to talk right. Hey, let's let's take a look at. Uh, we got a new segment that we're going to do here in the playoffs, and it's uh, by the book, man. So, yeah, what did you see? Cool. Tonight, that, uh, that you I wish we had some on. like uh, some masterpiece theater music when this this came on. Maybe I got not find what some I of thought you were going to say when you said master. So uh, right. listen, uh, one of the things that is fundamental to basketball is you got to box out. And yes, Da uh, had his hands on several balls. You got to catch those balls when they hit you in the hands, like that. You just have to. All right. However, it's not just him tonight. In that last two minutes, uh, multiple people didn't do their jobs. They teach you from from day one, the defensive portion of basketball is not over until you secured the rebound. Then you can start to worry about offense. And tonight, just fundamentally, the Suns were roasted by a man who had no business having such an impact on the game after going three for, I think, 18 tonight in Russell Westbrook. But again... People like to bag on Russell Westbrook, but one of the things that makes Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook is his effort, his effort. He doesn't stop. He always, he will attack you. Uh, He made life a little miserable for Book tonight. Every time Book thought he got by him, he always reached around and tried to slap the ball out of his hands. A couple times it worked. Like, and, and, and Book was getting a little frustrated with that. Book will adjust. The team will adjust. I'm not. I'm not like the sky's not falling. Listen, the Bucks lost game one. Oh. Uh, the, the the Lakers almost lost in their their, their playing game. They beat uh, Memphis. The Memphis lost. One. Like, guys, this happens every year. It's gonna be okay. Now, if they lose game two, I'm gonna have a much much panic. much different kind of uh, aura about me. But uh, it, it's 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 got to improve. Every player needed to improve, even Kevin Durant. Kevin mm-hmm. Durant can't go stretches of quarters where he doesn't even score. 
Like no. he had 17 in the second. Uh, he, the he, he chipped in in the fourth quarter, but in the first and the third, he didn't score a single basket. No. Um, and when you get those, when you get those buckets and those wide open looks, you got to come through. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't play like that. And you're right; they will will adjust. To paraphrase the great Paul Westfall, this was an was a really good game. We just didn't like it very much. I no. mean, that was the reality of it. This was an entertaining game. Came down to the wire. Uh, and the Suns didn't do the little things. We talked about it in pregame. The little things are going to determine whether they're capable of winning this series or not because the Clippers are a deep team. I will also say this. like They had the Jordan rules when Jordan was coming in. And I know you can't be as physical as you could back in the day. But, hey, next game, I'm telling you, uh, there's going to be some thumping against Mr. Kawhi Leonard uh, to make him work harder in this next game because some of that shit was a little too easy, especially when it comes to wide-open looks. You just got to do a better job yeah. overall. As, uh, and he was unbelievable yeah, tonight. He was. He was fantastic. You got to give him credit. I did like the fact that Monty came out with the starters at the beginning of the fourth to force Kawhi to stay in because there were a few moments late in the game where Kawhi did look a little gassed. I will give Monty credit for that, but it didn't pay off because the Suns couldn't do the little things. And, and, uh, and let's be clear about this too, okay? Devin Booker, up until the last two, three minutes, was fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. He was amazing. You're not going to find very many players that will have four steals and four blocks in the same game. He was was everywhere. His hands were as quick as I've ever seen. Defensively, he was solid as hell. Like It's just that last two minutes wasn't the best two minutes for him. And it's okay to say that. He was an outstanding... We had him as one of our keys to this game in in the end. But then, you know, questionable decision-making down the end. We'll we'll take that out of your hands. Let's hear from Devin Booker. You spoke to the media out at Footprint Center. Um, I mean, I don't know how the rule works. Um... You know, I know when you shoot a jump shot, you know, they can go hand-to-hand, but on the scoop, wrist, hand, you know, we, it's over with. It sounds like an excuse to me. I, I don't care what the, what the I, I didn't even really like. understand what he was talking about. I, he was talking about <laughs> one of the fouls. I, you know, I could use a drink. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I could use a drink. This was a rough one. And if you could use a drink, our friends over at Four Peaks – have uh, just the thing for you. They've got the Suns Brew that you can see here on the table. Uh, They've got some of the best beers in the Valley made out in Tempe at their A Street Pub. It's a great place to stop by. And guess what? If you want to go out there, oh, thank you. We could use these for tonight for sure. But if you're looking to have a better time uh, and enjoy your beer, you can go out there for the Four Peaks NFL Draft Party with our PHNX Suns crew, they're going to have $3 Redberg Lager Pints, $5 Redberg Lager Pitchers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and the usual PHNX special of $3 Kilt Lifter and Wow Pints. Those are two of my favorites. You're going to love it. Johnny and Bo and the guys will be out there for the NFL Draft on April 27th, starting at 2 p.m. at Four Peaks A Street Pub. It is fun to be out there, and it's the best place for the NFL draft register for free in the link in our show notes to take advantage of the beer specials. And remember you must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. And look, I know that it's tough to, to find where to watch Suns games, right? It's been difficult this year. And I know TNT has the games now, so it's a little easier, but 
I still like listening to the hometown guys. I mean, you're not going to hear he took him to the boom boom room on TNT and you heard it on uh, Bally Sports Arizona tonight. And if you want to get Bally Sports Arizona, but you don't have to pay the 20 bucks to get it through their streaming service, you can do it with Fubo and get everything you need. That's right. FuboTV.com slash PHNX. We're going to take care of you. 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Uh, you can stream live from any TV or device, and you can watch the best sports in Arizona for the lowest price. Start watching now with a seven-day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassles. Just sign up and start watching 1,000 hours of Cloud DVR, too. So if you're like me and you save a bunch of shit that you never watch, you can do that with their Cloud DVR service as well, and you can watch the Suns. Uh, you can watch the NFL Draft. You can watch the NHL Draft and the NHL Draft Lottery. They have it all. Uh, so watch the Suns on Bally Sports with FUBU TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off on your first month of FUBO. It's just that easy. So we got a new segment. You ready for this new segment? It'd be a lot more fun if we had won. But you know what? It's time to find out who our big, bright, shining star of the game is. I am a big, bright, shining star. <laughs> that big, bright, shining star, thanks to uh, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, there is Kevin Durant just missed out on a triple-double with 27 points, 11 assists, and 9 rebounds tonight. He is our big, bright, shining star. Emma, can you play that one more time? I am a big, bright, shining star. Uh, yes, yes, Kevin Durant is. He's going to stand in front of a mirror and say that tonight and try to remind himself of that, even though the Suns lost 115-110 tonight to the Clippers. Well, it was not, like you mentioned, not the greatest offensive night for Kevin Durant. He did all his work in the second and fourth quarter, but those 11 assists helped keep the Suns afloat in that, or helped the Suns take the lead in that third quarter. He did a lot of it passing the ball. I will say this about Kevin Durant. He looked... Uh, like the last two games that he's played, kind of not good shooting the ball. Like he's been, and everybody says, oh, don't worry, it's KD, don't worry, it's KD. Well, you could see him start to get into a rhythm in, in that fourth quarter and even that second quarter. Um, I think, I, I'm not worried about KD. I think next game he's going to be just fine. And listen, every team knows, especially when, when you're the visiting team, that game one is the the game to really try to take advantage of because – um, you know, th there's curveballs that you can throw out there and you can shake things up. But once this thing settles down, the Suns are going to be fine. They're the better team. They just got to play like it and they got to play with effort and rebounding is effort. And that's what ultimately killed them tonight. I don't understand the rotations and we can go on and on and on about these, these rotations and how really crazy they were. I, I don't, I just, I don't think Monty understands the the mental uh, toll or the you're kind of you're kind of mind fucking your own team a little bit by saying, hey guys, we're gonna switch it up. I know Josh has been starting for like the last two months, but tonight we're gonna go with Tori and see how it works. Well, we saw how it worked a couple months ago, and Tori was fantastic tonight. It's not on him. Oh, it's just you kind of fucked with the flow a little bit, and it and it just destroyed everything. It felt like. Uh, on top of that, I do want to say this. 
there were uh, several egregious missed calls by the ref, um, two of them on Kevin Durant, and and then obviously the extra two point play. Every little thing counts, and uh, yeah, it was that was a tough one tonight. Yeah, look, I didn't realize that KD played forty five minutes in this game. All but three minutes of this game, KD played tonight. I, and look, he wasn't Kevin Durant otherworldly. He still shot 7 of 15, which isn't awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 3 of 7 from 3 and went perfect 10 of 10 from the free throw line. So uh, with KD nitpicking a little bit uh, for us, but uh, with that almost triple-double, but then you look at it, did you realize there was a second almost triple-double on this on this roster Book? tonight? No. It was actually CP3. 7 points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds. Wow. And But his 2 of 8 shooting made it fairly irrelevant nobody talking about cp3 in any positive way tonight with that because he just didn't show up offensively and we thought oh maybe he's been playing possum because he looked pretty good uh at the tail end of the season but tonight he didn't come through and this is where you need da or chris paul to be number three right and and da did pretty well uh, you know, with 18 points, but man, Chris Paul only giving you seven is, is tough. And then, and, and no, a no show for the bench. I, this, this playoff and really this first round, if they fuck around and find out, um, you're going to find out how valuable CP three and DA are. They hey, listen, CP three is making 30 mil. He's, he's on the hook for 15 at, at, at a minimum next year. Um, or at least the Suns are on the hook for at least yeah. 15 next year. And DA is the max player. If you find yourself out of the playoffs in the first round, but KD and Book are carrying the load, then you know where your weak spots are and you know where you got to rectify them and you know what moves you got to make. So, yeah. and look, we acknowledge one game. It's just uh, one game. There's seven games in this series that you got to win four. I mean, that's. That's the reality of it. Also, this was just this was a tough night. Can you find Brian's uh, comment in the chat? Uh, I, it was very very apt. Uh, he said it very eloquently. He said, um, it, "Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah." Emma's having problems. There it is. Okay. Uh, nope, you had it right the first time. <laughs> but anyway, so we'll find Brian's B R A Y A N Rayan. <laughs> We will we'll read that in a second. When There's we pull two it different up, Brian's in the chat. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, it's this one. Which one? Anyway, all the way at the top. Keep going. That's the, the other top. way. The other way. The other That's way. Keep going. Down. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, this is there. It is. Sorry. Uh, Monty's Monty always adjusts to other teams, and then he puts in all caps. <laughs> Motherfucker, you have KD. Let them adjust to you. And how many times have we said Monty is constantly playing matchups? With the other team, yeah. and you have to, you have the better team. You should be dictating to them how they are going to play. I don't like this complacent kind of reactionary style that Monty loves to play with. Um, that's my biggest hangup on him as a coach is that he always wants to adjust to them. It's like he's, it's like he's wanting to beat them at their own game, but sometimes that doesn't work. And what the Clippers are going to try to do isn't what you should be doing. You should be getting out and running and, and just basically yeah. beating the brakes off of them, but you're not. 
and you started a completely different lineup than you normally do, and it just doesn't make sense. Well, but his argument would be, well, the starting lineup did work, but I think what it was was it hurt your bench tremendously and threw off that rhythm. And, yeah, Monty tries to play three-dimensional chess when sometimes just play checkers. Like, you got the best team. Just, you know, do do the little things right and make a, you know make it easier on your team as a whole. You don't have to outsmart yourself in this right and i think that's what he does at times is is kind of outsmarts himself there and you know and then after the game goes well we were disorganized well yeah again that's on you the Suns weren't playing heartless they played with effort they they played with effort now did they may have mental lapses a million percent but they were playing with effort you can't sit there and say that you know that the Suns weren't playing with effort devin booker was flying into the fucking stands trying to save balls and his defensive effort alone was uh, phenomenal. Like the, the the level of improvement that Devin Booker has made on the defensive side of the ball in the last three years is phenomenal. Yeah, but there was a lot of defensive lapses mentally where you gave up wide open backdoor cuts. And to me, that's you're not locked in. Yeah. You're you're I, I agree that they hustled. They went out there. Uh, and, and tried to get the, the loose balls. I mean, you had Devin diving on the floor after Kawhi tried to rip his knee out from under him and those kind of things. But the little things where you could have been locked in and sharper mentally, you give up you know, five, six backdoor cuts where nobody's guarding the guy. You can't do that. Those are buckets that in the end, you stop one or two of those, and like we've talked about, totally different ending to this game that's sloppy basketball and that's a team that didn't come prepared mentally well i i don't know if it's mentally as much as it's also it it, it is mentally but i would also say that there is a little bit of their that chemistry again that's fair. defensive chemistry communication or lack thereof really is not not talking not being sound not being set uh da is the anchor of that and and he needed to back up a little bit uh, those backdoor cuts really coming out of timeouts, like inexcusable, inexcusable. Like that cannot happen. Again, how many of those did we see in the first half? About four or five. Mm-hmm. How many wide open shots did we see in the first half for the for the Clippers, especially in that first quarter? They hit like four or five wide open threes. That happened again in the second half from time to time. I think the Suns will be able to clean that up. They won't give up as many. And I, that's what makes me feel good about the rest of this series. I think it'll be fine. I agree, but what bothers me about that is you had seven full days knowing who your opponent was, preparing, trying to understand. But you don't what see everything do. in the regular season. I, I, no, I get that, but the communication, the working as a team defensively, those are the kind of things that that they should have been focusing on and working on rotations and those kind of things. I understand you can't prepare for every play that Ty Lu brought wrinkles in that that he wasn't going to do or didn't do in the regular season but I just felt like there were too many blown coverages for having a week to prepare for this I, I totally get what you're saying I really do I I also want to say that like these repetitions with this new group because you're throwing KD into this fold right um it, they take a little bit of adjusting and the reason why you have a lot of these lapses sometimes isn't because um, guys are are out of position necessarily. It's because they have not trained with that personnel so much to where it becomes just second nature. They just know where to go instinctively, right? Um, and so, so it, yeah, it it wasn't pretty basketball tonight. There were pretty parts, 
but it wasn't pretty overall. And defensively, when they locked in, they looked great. They, I mean, they were they well, shut the shit quarter, down. Yeah. yeah, in the second too. But then they went back to the bad place again, and they got complacent and they got lax, and the Clippers took advantage every single time. And look. It is credit to the Clippers. Ty Lue had a game plan that came in and really uh, was successful. There's there's no denying that. And Kawhi Leonard played otherworldly at times. I give I give full credit to the Clippers on that front. But the Suns did a lot of harm to themselves tonight. And to your point, that is why it should be encouraging. They played what feels like the worst game that they've played, or at least the worst few quarters they've played since KD's been here. And they still almost pulled this one off. So I'm not going to worry too much about it. Uh, it's not it's not overly egregious where we got to panic yet. Uh, you want to enjoy some great food in town, Saul? Uh, I, I yes. feel like we need a good I mean, meal. Out. You know, we were there yesterday, and, and I, I I had some some great great food at Illegal Pete's. It is one of the premier spots to go get yourself some nachos, some burritos, some burrito bowls, some salads. Like, phenomenal. All the way around. You need to go check out our people down in Tempe, right off of Mill Avenue. It's a phenomenal place. They got great margarita specials. Uh, margarita specials every day from 3 to 6 for happy hour. $3 margs. We had some yesterday uh, for our Activate ASU event. It was fantastic. You should go check them Is out. Is it true they're the strongest margaritas in Arizona? Uh, they're pretty close. They are pretty, pretty close. So check them out. Uh, like I said, they're, they're a phenomenal brand. Uh, and they do a great, uh, a bunch of great work, not even only just at their restaurant, but also in the community. Uh, like I said, we had our event yet, there yesterday. So, uh, like I said, check them out. Legal Pete's, fantastic stuff. Yeah, Legal Pete's delicious ingredients and customizable options are the perfect way to treat your guests to a culinary adventure. Ooh, I love culinary adventures. How about you, Saul? <laughs> Much more than I love whatever this basketball game is. Uh, you can treat them to a culinary adventure they'll never forget. To book your catering order, head to catering.illegalpeats.com. Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. And uh, I have very few buddies, so Saul, you might have to go with Yeah, well, you're going to need buddies <laughs> if you want to go to Octane Raceway That's as well. True. And Mavericks, because you can either hit the go-karts or you can just uh, go play like the... It's it's not like Dave & Buster's. It's better than Dave & Buster's, but it's kind of the same vibe. And they have bowling there, too. They do. Uh, a bunch of cool... And they have this outdoor spot uh, where you can watch all the games and... You know, you can check out some playoff games there, too. So Octane Raceway, uh, book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Go kart racing, virtual rally, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks, tons of different events throughout the summer. Check out OctaneRaceway.com or, and Mavericks.com to learn more. I feel like we've been very, very harsh on uh, Monty Williams this show. I'm not going to lie. I'm somewhat rightfully so, but let's let the man defend himself a little bit more. We've got another cut. From his post-game press conference, Russ had five offensive boards. You know, we we have to have more attention um, as far as keeping their guards off the glass. I mean, we needed Chris to rebound. They had fourteen offensive boards, ten more possessions. You know, I thought that was uh, along with the stuff that happened down the stretch with you know the, the two threes we gave up. I thought the extra possessions we gave them uh, really hurt us tonight. Uh, Max, uh, with the ultimate compliment, said, "Nice transition." Much better than the Suns tonight. Yes, our transition game is stellar. 
Uh, yeah, I, the Suns' defensive transition, not yeah. so much. I mean, you pointed out we we talked about it at length. Russell Westbrook, like you got to keep him off the boards, especially in the last couple minutes of the game. Like that's that that's crunch time, and crunch time is not just how many buckets you can put in the hole on the on the offensive side. It's also how are you locking dudes up defensively, and they just fell apart. It was just too much. Yeah, uh, w- watching Russell Westbrook in that fourth quarter, what he did to the Suns was almost as uncomfortable as that damn Charles Barkley, young Charles Barkley commercial, which creeps me the hell out every time I see it. Let's uh, take a look at some of our Super Chats here. You guys keep rolling them in. We'll keep reading them. Uh, Christian999 Super Chat says, People need to breathe. It's game one. We'll be fine. Book showed a new side of him on defense I haven't seen from him. Just give KD more touches and crunch time. It'll be fine. I, I don't think you're wrong there, Christian, for sure. Icon uh, $5 Super Chat says, D is like my ex. Gets, oh, my God. D is like my ex. Gets their hands on several balls and never going to get a ring. Damn. Damn. All right, then. Okay. Uh, Jacob Winkler, 199 Super Chat. We're just expecting Monty to make proper adjustments. Fair enough. Gordon uh, with a 1999 Super Chat says, I love Espo and Saul. Just not great on tonight's t- loss. Tonight's loss. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I mean, mean, we're not great, or the Suns weren't great, or both. Books, I don't know. Book Sunwalker. Question for both Espo and Saul. Game two. How do the Suns adjust in your view? If you're money, how do you make sure we take game two? I think there's a couple things. First of all, you're not going to, yeah, at least you hope you're not going to make the egregious errors defensively and breaking down like you did this game. Uh, you should shore up your rotations. They're going to look at this game tape. They're going to figure some things out. The Clippers are going to have more wrinkles next game too. So you got to be able to adjust. Um, and then more importantly, just flow. Everybody seemed like they were really fast tonight. Just, you know, hey, take your foot off the gas a little bit. Chill. It's going to be all right. Work the system because the system works. Sorry, I got beer in my chest. Uh, and, and you're going to be fine. Like, uh, I thought you were just tearing up after. And I would start quiet. Josh Akogi. And I'm not saying Josh Akogi is the matchup against Kawhi, but I do think that there's some value to Torrey Craig coming off the bench, helping at that second unit. Um, and I would not play Landry Shaman as much. He wasn't bad defensively. That's the reason why I'm not going to crap all over him. But I think 24 to maybe 14 minutes instead of 24, free up that 10 minutes for somebody like TJ Warren or Terrence Ross to get a few extra minutes of burn. Tomorrow, if I'm Monty Williams in practice, I have a guy out there as on my scout team that is Russell Westbrook, and you practice getting a body on him. You know who that is? Shot goes up. Who? Josh Akogi. Josh Akogi. I, I don't care who it is. Anytime a shot goes up, you find him, you put a body on him. Somebody should be tasked with that anytime Russell Westbrook's on the court. Miles with the super chat, $2, says play with heart re- and rebound, and we're going to be fine. And I 100% agree with that. Uh, Brian, $2 super chat, says Aiton getting the ghost foul on Westbrook hurt. That is very true. Uh, yeah. Very true. And uh, JP with a 199 super chat, Uh if you throw in your comment, we'll try to try to read that as well. well we do want to get to a, a positive tonight. We want to give out our X factor of the game. We've talked about him a bunch so far, but we'll uh, give him his due. It is Tory Craig. Not his fault he got started and didn't come off the bench because he did everything he could to help the Suns team win tonight. He had 22 points on 9 of 12, shooting 2 of 4 from deep, 4 rebounds, and assist. And a steal. So he was the X factor. Can't blame him tonight 
for sure. Uh, I know we didn't like that he started, but what did you like that he provided out there? I listen. Troy Craig gives you energy. He hit the open shots. You know, he missed that first one, and I was like, oh, no. But after that, he was solid. Uh, you know, he was out on the break. It, defensively, defensively, I thought that he tried to body Kawhi a little too much. Um, and what I'm talking about is, is like when Kawhi was making his move, he was try he he was losing his balance with his with his body work as opposed to like kind of getting a little bit more hunkered down and into defensive position. Um, but that's also because Kawhi's Kawhi. Like you're always going to look stupid against Kawhi. Now the, the the thing that I I I know Tori could if he could rewind he would do differently is watching him take those threes right in front yes. of his face. He would get up in that space, especially after that first one, uh, to create a driving lane to to force him into other contact. Um, it was just, you know. I guarantee you won't make that mistake a second no, time. No, I don't think so either. Because Torrey's one of those guys, he, he learns, he'll put that in. I love that he was hitting the mid-range shot, too. He, he was pulling from mid-range. Uh, Kevin Durant uh, out there tonight, we talked about his big game. He was a big, bright, shining star. Let's hear what he had to say after the game. Yeah, he played great ball. Great ball. You know, when he relieved him open, he knocked down shots, being aggressive uh, on the defensive side of the ball. He had five fouls, but I like his aggressiveness. Um, you know, he moved the ball um, pretty well. You know, he got out in transition. So I think he played a great game tonight. I love that KD is a guy that gives his teammates credit. Like, he he could have sat there and talked about himself and how he almost got a triple-double and this team should have won uh, and that he put out the effort. But, no, he took time to recognize Torrey Craig, sat there uh, and gave his take, and I, I love that about him. But – you know what? We've heard from Katie. We've heard from Book. We've heard from and now Monty. is the real star. Let's hear from him. In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome, you What's up, Gerald? Not much. I, I don't know if you guys are setting me up for great success or great failure with an intro like that, but I'll, I'll take the comparison with KD and Book and all the stars. Well, well, Gerald, uh, it's always uh, we're always setting you up for success. We are good teammates over here. That's how we run things. Uh, but more importantly, we don't even want to ask you questions about what Monty said or this, that, and the other. Really, we want to know what what the hell with the starting lineup. And did you feel like that kind of bled into the rest of the game in terms of bench production? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I could tell you what Monty said about wanting size for, you know, having Torrey Craig on uh, Kawhi Leonard. And, and that's why Ish Wainwright got more reps over Josh Okogie off the bench as well. He said they've done well against him this season and they wanted to put size so they didn't have to send blitzes and then be in rotation. But it didn't work because the guy had 38, five and five, even with the size that you put on him. And it really did throw off the bench. I think in those eight games with Kevin Durant, they had established the flow. Okogi was the starter. Craig was providing energy and defense off the bench. And if Okogi is a liability on offense, then you don't have to close with him. You can throw Craig in there. You know, obviously Craig had a fantastic game and, and individually he vindicated that decision. But you look at the rest of, of the ripple effects on that. Okogi is not a guy that can come in and be effective with the bench. He's not going to score with the bench unit. He needs very specific guys that he can play with to maximize what he does as a corner three-point shooter, as a guy who can drive, as a screener. 
Tori did great as a screener, but Monty was saying they had too many situations where they put a big on Tori and they screened with him and they didn't use DA for the screen to take advantage of the smaller guy that they were putting on him. So it, it did feel like this was, for a lot of reasons, this was a very poorly coached game in terms of the rotations. Um, and this is something he's going to have to correct. It, it felt like he had too much time this week to overthink things. And that's what we saw as a result. I, I did like the second half adjustment of going with Jock over Busy. I think Jock is a much better matchup for this series. Um, but Jock, you know, he, he had some great moments. He had that offensive rebound and the kick out to KD for three. He had a couple of shots he missed, a couple of free throws he missed here and there. Um, but yeah, by and large, they played too many guys. They were looking for offense because of the way that everything's thrown off by that starting lineup change. Um, and it just felt like they tried to fix something that wasn't broken and adjusted too much to what their opponent is. Ish Wainwright over Josh Akogi is criminal, according to our <laughs> chat. And I would agree with them. Like, this guy gave you his heart out there this entire season. Uh, one of the highest efficient, uh, efficiency rating uh, on, on the offensive rebound uh, re rebounding side. Like, and you just threw that shit to the side like it didn't matter tonight. And I think that sends a really bad message to everybody else. Like, and maybe not the four starters and whatever, but like, it, what are we doing out here? It, it, it felt like a very panic move. And more importantly, it felt like Monty once again is adjusting to the other team instead of making the other team adjust to them. Because on paper, you have the better team, Monty. What the fuck are we even doing today? Yeah, it, it, like I said, it felt like he had too much time to overthink this thing. And I was, we were all kind of shocked that he made that starting lineup change just because, look, in a very small sample size, the five that played tonight were good in this game and they were good in the three games that they appeared together. But I, it just felt kind of out of left field to make this adjustment. It felt like making a move just to try and throw the opponent off balance, even though that move is not necessarily better for you. Um, and it's tough now because Craig played so well. It's like weird if you bench him, but they kind of have to and go back to the starting lineup that they had before that had a little bit more chemistry and the bench lineups that as experimental as they were down the stretch were at least a little more clear cut than they were tonight. 10 points from the bench. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand how you only give four minutes to Terrence Ross when your bench can't score, how you don't give TJ Warren any run, and you give Landry Shamit 24 minutes. I understand campaign's not out there, but it makes no sense to me how you, how you go that route with this bench unit. What did you see out there, and what did you hear that you know, gave you any sense of why this was this way? Yeah, so when I asked Monty about it yesterday, the possibility of campaign not playing um, and the way that they had used Landry in that kind of role and other guys, not just Landry, obviously, to initiate offense when Payne didn't play that one game and was a healthy scratch. And he was saying they felt a little bit more comfortable with being able to get other guys to initiate the offense. Um, I do think, you know, obviously 24 minutes for Landry is too many. I thought he played okay. Um but yeah, this is one of those series where you hope campaign is back for game two. So we don't even have to worry about something like this. Um, again, the bench lineups were very strange tonight. I, I didn't feel like Landry should have been playing that much. Um, and I think they had some other options there. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about a Kogi and he did mention in the post game presser that Terrence Ross was a guy 
he felt like he should have got in there more and, and we'll probably see more of him for game two as a result of that. But, you know, at this point, we just don't know what the bench rotations are going to be. It feels like he has too many options to pick from, and he just needs to go with the sensible ones for this matchup. Go with Jock. Go with Terrence when the bench is not scoring. Their first bench bucket came in the third quarter. Like, that was their first bench field goal. Came in the third quarter. You you just can't have that happen. Well, and you look at it, and with, I, I just I don't want There are so many questionable things tonight that came uh, came out of this that it, that it's very difficult to look at it but do they practice blocking out anymore because it felt like that final two minutes was some of the worst two minutes of basketball we've seen this team play this we year. saw that before i think it was uh maybe not uh houston houston yeah. where it was like there was like a three minute stretch at the end of the game where we just couldn't block out at all and and the ball right. went off of Aiton's hand in that scenario too and that's what everybody keeps coming back to is like the fact that Aiden didn't get, do enough to get rebounds. But at, uh, on the other side of it is was was me saying, well, guys got to block out Russell Westbrook. That's not on DA all the time, but it's a little bit right. Of both. No, and, and at least with that Houston game, like believe it or not, the Rockets are a very, very I think they're like a top five or top ten offensive rebounding team. So at least with them, they have the personnel. The Clippers are not that team. If anything, it's the Suns that have been a top five offensive rebounding team all season and the Clippers beat them at their own game. Um, yes. I, I don't like, this was a very bad Deandre Ayton game, but like you said, Saul, it's not on him to box out Russell Westbrook. There were a couple of times where he out jumped him and it was kind of, it was a little embarrassing, but that's, you know, like if he's getting a full head of steam and gets to take a running start, yeah. you're going to have the advantage there. He's super athletic. Um, this was not a good DA game by any stretch on either end of the court. But I, I do feel like this was a collective failure on their part, especially on that possession where they couldn't get an offensive rebound for like four or five straight attempts ended with a foul. Um, those are brutal. You can't have those in a playoff game. And at a certain point, you have to buckle down. You have to defend. You can't get off to a slow start and just let the game come to you when this team doesn't have Paul George and is desperate. They're going to try and hit you first. You should know that. And it just felt like there was a little bit too much feeling out on the Suns' part in this one. I, I just – the final two minutes in Book's decision-making in some of that as well, that final play with Book, it just seems so uncharacteristic of a team that last year was known as the clutch, the, the crunch time sons. They were, they were fantastic in the clutch, and they utterly melted down tonight. That shit feels yeah, like I 10 mean, years ago. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look, I don't hate the decision that Book made to attack there. I, I thought Russ made a fantastic play on that on that block. Like, he was better defensively than I think a lot of us were expecting heading into this series. Um, he was absolute garbage offensively with, with his shot making, but he was crashing the offensive glass, and he made some clutch defensive plays for them. I, I do think, you know, it was, it was kind of clear on that drive at a certain point that he wasn't getting the separation on Russ that he thought he was going to get. Um, and at that point, it would have been okay to circle it back out and try something else. I think they still had enough time at that point. Um, but yeah, like I, I do think that's a product of not having KD for more than eight games on the floor together. He was off the ball way too much down the stretch, only took one shot in the last five minutes, and that was a three that he made. Um, you know, he, he was saying after the game, like I was spacing, I was providing space for my teammates, and I liked the shots that we were getting. We were getting some shots in the paint, and there were shots we normally make. 
Um, but at a certain point, if, if Chris Paul is missing that mid-range floater, if DA is missing the midi as well, like you got to go to your two stars. That's what you've got him for. This is not, you know, a Mikhail Bridges that you or a Cam Johnson that you want to stick in the corner and provide space all the time. You've got to get him the ball, set him screens, and let him go to work. And KD said the Clippers did a good job of doubling him, getting the ball out of his hands. But like, that's where Book comes in. You have two of these guys now. You got to use both of those. Love Chris Paul, love DA. Those were shots that they should normally make. But that's how it had been all night. So if it's that way all night, you've got to reverse course and go to your stars. That's what they're there for. I think the reason well, I think the reason why this hits a nerve with a lot of people is because the things that you did not want to look at and you did not want to acknowledge to be true, uh, even though at, at, at spots of this season – they did rear their head uh, bench production. Number one uh, chemistry, obviously the fact that Katie's only been here for so many games. And that was kind of the talk around the national media is, well, how much chemistry do they really have? And blah, blah, blah. Uh, Chris Paul ha- has, is he washed or has he been, or has he been rope doping this whole season? And, and at, in, in terms of his scoring, at least, and then those other two, everything kind of hit all at the same time in this one game. I'm here to say, I don't, the sky's not falling. I think everything's going to be fine. They'll work this stuff out. They'll be fine. Next game, they'll be better. They'll execute down the stretch a little bit more. Um, and they won't have the egregious mental lapses on defense like they had uh, for a large portion of that first half tonight and just wide open backdoor cuts, wide open layups, wide open threes. Like they kept the la- the Clippers in this game because of that first half of, uh, for a large uh, for a large portion of this. Yeah, it was very – this game was death by a thousand self-inflicted cuts. Like, it it was a cacophony of errors and pretty much everything that could go wrong. Big word right there. There you go. It it was everything that could go wrong did go wrong. It was the Murphy's Law game, and I feel like they were still in it at the end. They didn't execute down the stretch and lost a winnable game. And obviously, it's never good when you lose to a team that you should beat when you lose home court advantage in a series – but I agree with you. I'm not panicking over this. I know I said the same shit last year in the Mavericks series. <laughs> so Don't remind take, that, us. take that with a grain of salt. But I really do think if the Suns just play like the Suns, it's the same thing as last year. If they play like themselves and don't look like a shell of whatever that team was out there tonight, like they'll be fine in this series. They still almost won this game despite DA having a terrible game, despite Chris Ball not shooting well, despite – you know, Book and KD starting the game a combined like four for 12 or something like that. They're going to be okay if they just play the way that we've seen them play in spurts. And credit to the Clippers for taking them out of it. But like you're saying, Saul, Eric Gordon had like 10 points in the first couple of minutes because they kept leaving him open. Just a lot of mental lapses, not being able to close out defensive stops with a rebound. Those are all things that are within their control, things that they can change. Uh, so hopefully in game two, this was a little bit of a wake up call and they'll respond. Listen, if they lose back-to-back games, I'm officially yeah. worried. I am in, I'm officially in panic mode. I'm really That's hoping fair. Tuesday night I'm not in panic mode. Let's get the gentleman's sweep. Let's win four after losing the first one. Gerald, any final thoughts before we let you get to writing? No, I think you hit the nail on the head there right there. Devin Booker said, look, I've been up 2-0 in a series before, and we know how those turned out. So, it's always going to be a roller coaster in the playoffs, but we're not making excuses. We just need to be better in game two. And I think that's pretty much the long and short of it. I, I do believe uh, I, I'm going to give credit to, to somebody on, on, on social. Andrew Lezis 
did say the Suns have never won a championship when going up 1-0 in series. Eh, okay, that's true. Yeah, they've never. This is true. They've never won a championship going down 0-1 in a series either. <laughs> Let's remind you that he is Gerald Bourget, aka Girth. If you want some of those girthy words coming at you, you can go to gophnx.com. He'll have something new and uh, spicy for you. Uh, by the time you wake up in the morning, Gerald, we appreciate the effort and the insight. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on the program. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Nobody panic until Tuesday. Then we can panic all over again. <laughs> oh, stay off of social and don't watch ESPN tomorrow. Just everybody, just do yourself a favor. Don't do it. Hey, you know, it's all after a night like tonight. I feel like uh, I need to treat myself on the way home. I think I need to stop at Circle K, get myself a Polar Pop, uh, or maybe a 12-pack. I don't know. Uh, But no matter what you need, Circle K's got you covered, and they are basically on every corner out there. You can find one. You can stock up for the rest of the Suns' playoff run or for whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better tonight. They've got Polar Pops, like I said, iced coffee for just 189 Red Bull, if you need to stay awake and try to figure out how to fix this offense or defense, uh, Monty Williams, you can get three of those uh, for eight bucks there. Uh, Monster, if you prefer that, three for six. Uh, And you can get plenty of other things uh, there as well. They are one of our newest sponsors. So make sure you go check out Circle K uh, because you don't want to miss any of the great stuff. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find the Circle K nearest you. And then we also had a new merch drop. Whoa, 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 whoa. You want whoa. to talk about Circle K? You're fucking up the flow, I'm S-O. trying to just ca- you know, carry the, the load on this. Right no, no, what, no. What chill, mean? chill, chill. What First of all, we have a clip, and I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it in a second. Hold on. I was gonna get to the clip. I was gonna bring up our, our new shirt. Well, I wanted the clip to lead me into the next oh, shirt because okay. I thought I was doing the ad read. Oh, you want to? Okay. See how that goes. You know what? Why don't we? Why don't we pull pull up this clip that is going around the internet right now that may explain why Russell Westbrook uh, totally kicked the Suns' ass in that fourth. He didn't quarter. kick the Suns' ass in the fourth. <laughs> quarter. I'm gonna play it twice. We're yeah, gonna so. play it twice. Here we go. So supposedly that was right before he went out the tunnel for halftime. Yeah, it was after, after it was yeah, it was at halftime. Yeah. Supposedly, it, you know who that guy is too? No, who is that? Some people are saying that's the money counting guy. No. Somebody no. Is, is that there, there we go right in the chat. Is that the is that the counting no. hundred dollar bills guy? There was uh, Brittany says it's the counting money guy. This guy is a bane on our existence. He's a plague to the house of the suns. Oh, Throw no. him out. No, no more. Oh man, I really hope that's not him. Oh man, people, what are we doing? <laughs> Well, I I thought I thought that Russ was just upset because he couldn't get this new shirt that we just dropped today. But apparently that's not it. But anyway, you can get your shirt too. <laughs> we just dropped it. It's uh 
It's our new uh, Valley of Death shirt. Yeah, check that out. And, Which, uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> because uh, it could be Valley of Death like teams are coming here to lose or fuck, it could be a self-inflicted wound. We don't fucking know at this point. It'll be, honestly, <laughs> it could be ironic that you could wear it all summer <laughs> if this goes wrong. I mean, but hey. that's fine. That's the, it's a cool design and it could be ironic. Holy crap. Wow. Okay. Are you serious? The money yes. counting? Oh, my God. If that's the money counting guy, he should be banned from the arena. I don't know who this guy is. I don't want to shit on him because no, I don't know. shit on him. I no, don't care who he is. The I dude mean, sitting I mean, there listen, counting hundreds. The, yeah, that was, was kind of douchey, but like, ah, all right. Okay, like, I'm not, but like then that's kind of douchey, too. It's a, yeah, like, what are we doing? Like, you're really talking shit to a player that you're not even playing against? You're just like... <laughs> it's like I it's know, like okay. it's like it's you know what that guy did it's like my wife when she was like talking shit to some big ass dude that's like six nine 300 pounds fucking yoked he's like i bet you won't my husband will beat your ass i'm like no whoa 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 no, whoa no so I you won't. just sent off <laughs> russell Westbrook and then you let devin booker deal with it like well, no bro look it's one thing during the course of the game to give a guy crap but literally, you're sitting in his area of the arena. Let's be clear. You're on level zero. You're under there. You're getting the privilege to be near these, these players. And he obviously said something egregious. He didn't just call him Wes Russell Westbrook. He didn't just say, you suck at shooting the three. He obviously said something insulting to yeah. Russell Westbrook. For him to get like that, right? Well, then he said, don't talk about it. Be about it. Like, Russ is just supposed to run over there and fight him. And Russ would clock him. Oh, I that's what I hate is what guys like this talk their shit to these guys and act as if they could actually fight them. Like Russ you, came, <laughs> hey, Russ came from some awful areas in California, Inglewood. Like, no, son, you don't want any of that. I promise you. He's a nice guy. Russell Westbrook is a genuinely nice guy. And I can't believe we're apologizing for Russell Westbrook, but that's where we're at. Oh, no, no, look, screw Russell Westbrook. Let's make that very clear. I, I don't like what he did on the court, but that appears to have crossed the line there. And I hope that somebody had dealt with it, whether it's the, you know, we joke that it's the, about if it's the counting hundreds guy, whether it is or not, that's not the behavior you got to bring into the arena, especially if you're sitting there in the fancy, in the fancy seats right near the tunnel. I'm sorry, but uh, act nice like an adult. Too. Act like an adult. I don't think I've ever point. seen those seats. No, those are the new, the new kind of club yeah. seats that you get in the new arena there. Uh, wow. That's crazy. I did not expect that to, to be where we ended <laughs> this night. But, Folks, uh, it's going to be okay. And, and even if it isn't, guess what? We've been there before. So it just <laughs> just chill. Take an OGs or something. Like, chill out for the rest of the night. Watch some like Ted Lasso reruns or something or maybe some uh, uh, uh Did drinking. you watch the latest one? I have. That really speech? Good. Really, oh, I yeah. think we need Ted maybe Lasso we, to go give that maybe speech. Maybe we should give that speech. Maybe that's what you I'm going to do tomorrow. Yeah. You and I can give there that There we go. We're going to give that speech Kevin tomorrow. Coach How about Beard that? just in the Let's back. Go. All right. There we go. We will, we will give some motivation to not only you the fans but the Suns team on tomorrow's episode. We'll be right back here at 3 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 3 p.m. We'll rehash whatever the heck this is and look forward to game two on Tuesday. We got plenty coming up. Emma, did we have any other super chats that we missed? I don't want to shortchange anybody. We did. We had two more. Laking Ball with a 499 super chat said, from much times, 
for much times people make fun of Russ. Man, he plays hard. The guy got hard, but why was KD not aggressive at some points? He needs to take over. Also, shout out to Ligging Ball because he's in every chat with throughout the All City Network. He was on the DMVR chat. He's been at CHGO. Shout out to you, Legging Ball. Legging Ball likes to sneak in the super chat as we're closing a show, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you for for that. Uh, and yeah, look, I think Katie will take over here. Uh, I think this was a, I'm still not sure about these guys kind of game. Uh, how, how to play with these guys. Yeah. When do I take over? What's the time? I think we'll see that guy in game two. Josh, 499, super chat says Landry, 24 minutes uh, and Minus 12, Ross, Ish, Akogi, and TJ, 18 minutes combined. Shake my damn head. Put the ball in KD's hands and let the man cook. Monty must be better. I think that's kind of the theme of tonight. Yeah. Monty must be better. I think tonight was, if I was going to give an L to anybody tonight, player or coach, it would be Monty. I think he set the tone from the start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's con- got to be better. Confusion. Yeah. yeah. And look, we'll, we'll, we will see what adjustments are made going in. To game two that is the uh the show for this evening we appreciate each and every one of you stopping in and we appreciate your super chats we appreciate your likes uh make sure if you're you're listening on audio leave us a four leave us a four star review you're awesome uh, that's the kind of night it's been i don't want a five i'm aiming low just give us four no give <laughs> no, us five give us please five. give us five please we appreciate you. Uh, he is Saul Bookman. You can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Espo. And remember, if you want to win one for Al, you got to win one to start. Oh. Pass the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the beat on, I throw it down like DA on the lob. Best combo since K. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.